entire outer skin will be like this. It's titanium, laminated with Kevlar. Go ahead. Shake his hand. Come here often. Where are you going? Oh! God. It's got a hell of a grip. It's 400 foot-pounds. He could crush every bone in your hand. All right, attach it to his shoulder. I like that. You are going to be a bad motherfucker. We get the best of both worlds. The fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement programming. It is my great pleasure to present to you Robocop. Come on, come on, come on, come on. That's for you. That's for you. Go, Robo. I'd buy that for a dollar dead or alive. You're coming with me. Bitches leave your move. Creep. Maybe the banger of all bangers that we haven't covered. Action, gore, sci-fi, dystopia, one-liners, violence, Detroit, Detroit. This is the (laughs) pool scene podcast season 10 banger season. I'm Kevin and protecting the pool scene streets alongside me is Jim dead or alive. You're coming with me. Perfect. That was good. I try. It sounded Uh, just like Peter Weller. I'm blown away. Peter Weller, Peter Patter, Rita Miller. Uh, How great would it be if Rita Miller was RoboCop? Uh, would have been good. Jesus. This week, we return back to the iconic film year, 1987. Banger season, banger year. To talk about Paul Verhoeven's RoboCop. Verhoeven has a banger of a filmography, but this was his first American film. The Dutch director responsible for movies such as Total Recall. Covered it. Basic Instinct. Bush Shot. Showgirls. Yummy. Starship Troopers. Hell yeah. Hollow Man. You know what? Went to the theater and saw that. Yeah, I got that invisible titty sucking scene. <laughs> so, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, with Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. And last year's 17th century Italian lesbian nun movie, Benedetta, among it. Other was not aware of that. You weren't aware of that? Not at all. Yeah, it was kind of a controversial one last year. Was that at the cheap theater? I doubt it. Uh, it <laughs> might have been cinema. at the, uh, one of the uh, theaters that are shut down now in Youngstown. Whole new meaning the Golden um, Star Theaters. Yeah, that was like at the film festivals. Benedetta like was that thing where half the audience like gave it a 17 minute, minute standing ovation and the other half of the audience like threw up. Yes, and panned it for being uh, too much. Robocop was written by Edward Newmeyer and Michael Miner. Conceived by Newmeyer while working on the set of Blade Runner. He pretty much had had this script in his mind for like 10 years. Basically, every big director in Hollywood rejected it. Paul Verhoeven rejected it twice before his wife convinced him, hey, you should probably read this whole thing and direct it. Hey, honey, we need the money. Yeah. All right, so do it. RoboCop addresses themes such as corporate greed, personal identity, but also is seen as a scolding indictment of Ronald Reagan's policies. Uh, big time. The RoboCop suit was the most expensive prop in the movie, costing somewhere between $500,000 and $1 million. At first, Chris Wallace was brought in based on his effects for The Fly. The writer Edward Newmeyer says Wallace's design looked like someone, quote, threw up on a wetsuit. <laughs> I would love to have seen what that looked like. They then hired Rob Botton 
based off his work on John Carpenter's The Thing. Amazing effects in that one. But Verhoeven didn't hold back in telling Botten his first designs were bad. Verhoeven wanted the suit to be, quote, sexy, heroic, and automotive to reflect Detroit's car manufacturing history. The first try-on reportedly took 15 hours. That's ridiculous. They had to keep adding and removing parts to make sure Peter Weller had enough mobility. Speaking of the suit, for those in the know, the factoid that all the pool sceners have been waiting on is that Arnold Schwarzenegger contacted Orion Pictures multiple times and desperately wanted to be RoboCop, but he was just too damn bulky. The role had to go to someone with less body mass and sultry luscious lips. He does have great lips. I'm sure, and Arnold said quote, I looked like the Michelin man. No! I'm sure we mentioned it when we covered Total Recall all the way back in season one, but the mutual interest between Verhoeven and Arnold led to Total Recall. So basically, they continued to stay in contact and decided on another project where they could work together, and thankfully for me, because I love Total Recall, one of my all-time favorites. Originally, one of the scripts had the story taking place in highly technological logically advanced 2043 or 2044 but budget restraints kept them from that vision listen paul we i know you wanted to go 2044 let's see what we can do with 2043 well jim there's a rare television spot in 1988 commercial for robocop's home release that says that the movie is set in 1991 with 12 years on the force and 21 commendations murphy was a good cop And in 1991, a good cop doesn't die. What is it sometimes, especially in mid to late 80s movies, they only go like seven years into the future. They were had a very bleak outlook. They're like, it's 1987. What's it going to look like in four years? years. Fucking Reagan, man. Cold War, Reagan, I don't know. Well, plus Detroit. I mean, come on. But it's not accepted as canon, the 1991 thing. It's kind of just a fun fact for RoboCop fans. So knowing that budget restraints restricted it to the not too distant future and the fact that the movie says fuck 30 five times not enough jim please give us budget box office news and number ones at time of release for robocop from wuab channel 43 where the news comes first this is the 10 o'clock news all right, in the spirit of RoboCop, Kevin, it came out on the fucking 17th of July of 1987 to a $14 million budget. You had to cut it down. 2043, 2044 would have cost way too much. Like you said, it would have been, what, another four or five million dollars if they went that far into the future. Ended up making $53 million at the box office. A pretty decent, especially for a violent movie. Your top three VHS sold at National Video R. Swing by National Video and see what you've been missing. You're guaranteed a better buy at National Video. John Candy, Eugene Levy, Armed and Dangerous. Awesome. Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Cool. A lot better after Part 5, when it wasn't even Jason. Mm -hmm. It was the fraud. And maybe a little spoiler here, Kevin. Transformers the movie was the third seller at National Video. The top toy for the year 1987, Captain Power Vehicles. Captain Power has come to TV. And you can be part of it. 
What are you doing? Aim the Power Jet XT7, fire invisible beams at the television targets, and score. Or be hit. The TV show fires back. No kidding. Captain Power versus Lord Dread. I don't believe it. Believe it, short human. The power of the future is in your hands. Believe it. Captain Power Jet and Figure sold separately. Batteries not included. Now, did you ever have yeah. any Captain Power mm -hmm. cool toys? You could use the TV, interact. Then probably around eh, my 30th birthday, I ended up getting like a bootleg copy of all the Captain Power episodes. Mm -hmm. Horrible. Mm -hmm. If you I, do not have the interactive I toys. I a Captain Power VHS of like one episode and it's. Other products introduced in 1987. Kevin, the Sega Master System, Pretenders, which are like cat plush toys. They're cat chicken tenders. <laughs> Sell them a Burger King. Wouldn't surprise me. Those chicken tenders back in the day were great. Why they ever got rid of them, I will never understand. Because it separated them they from... Her tenders are made of cat. Yeah. Well, what isn't? Let's be honest. The fucking McNuggets back in the day had that big vein in yeah. it. We talked about it before. And Kevin, you'll never guess what was created in 1987. The Sibian. <laughs> really? Talking about Howard Stern show. Yeah. Let's bring somebody in the studio and ride the Sibian. They would ask anybody. It didn't matter if you were Estelle Getty, if you were Betty White. Hey, uh, they'd ask, what is that over there? It's a Sibian. You want to get on and ride the Sibian? Everybody, if you don't know what it is, just look it up. Well, be wow. careful. Yeah, be careful. You're at work. Not safe for work. Get on and ride the Sibian. Also, Kevin, disposable contacts were invented in 1987. In the news, red M&Ms were back in the marketplace after being banned for 11 straight years. Really? Fascinating. The FDA subsequent tests produced inconclusive results in humans, but found that it caused malignant tumors in female rats. Oh, no. The FDA concluded that the food colorant could not be presumed to be safe for human consumption and banned it in 1976. Damn, son. I never even knew about that. I didn't either. I knew of like yellow, yellow 40. Yeah, and something like, the, like that. The color dyes and stuff, but I, I didn't know all that. Some weird stuff. American computer scientist Steve Wilhite at CompuServe introduced the GIF image standard. Yes, it's GIF, not GIF. You don't say graphics. You say graphics. I love GIF peanut butter. <laughs> Smooth or chunky? Chunky. Ugh, no way. I want chunks of my peanut butter. I like it smooth all the way. Also, Time Magazine Man of the Year Soviet Premier Mikhail Gorbachev campaigns for glasnost and perestroika, which is openness of the Soviet economy, and we saw how well that went. Mm. Inevitable collapse of the Soviet Union. Also, birthdays. Recently announced four-time F1 world champion Sebastian Vettel was born on this date. In 1987, he's retiring after this current F1 season, one of the greatest of all time. Stands up for causes, gets a lot of shit about it. Pro-Ukraine, pro-choice, women's rights, gay rights. Awesome dude. Check out Sebastian Vettel. Really sweet. The number one movie in America. Dragnet. To enforce the law. Dragnet. Tom Hanks. Dan Aykroyd. Great movie. Probably going to be a banger season, but I'm very surprised that that was number one. Yeah. Number one. Just for like two weeks. That was yeah, it. Dipped right in. And then the number one song in America. One of my wedding go-tos. Get everybody on the dance floor and shake that ass. I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney yep. Houston. 100%.
that's all that was going on. 7-17-1987. So an awesome tagline that they reneged on was, like Dirty Harry with ball bearings. <laughs> but they were afraid. Stupid balls. I guess. Yeah. They, they were afraid they'd get sued by both Warner Brothers or and or Clint Eastwood. So we ended up with the generic, the future of law enforcement. That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. The other thing I'll mention before we move on is that in Iceland, great work, Captain Duck. Duck. The title of Robocop is the Knight of the Street. The Knight of the Street. <laughs> so why does he not carry a sword? Yeah, not a knight. No. They're just like, there's no translation for a robotic cop. That's stupid. Now, it would have been interesting if it was N-I-G-H-T, not K. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. But the Knight of the Street sounds like, I always used to watch this. Sounds like Knight Rider. Yeah, I used to watch this 80s action movie called The Band of the Hand. Band of the Hand. Yeah, it's great. But uh, it does sort of remind me of Knight of the Street. I like it. Also sounds like a late night Cinemax 30 minute show. (laughs) Night of the Streetwalker. Get over here, baby. Let's shoot into the plot. What are your prime directives? Serve the public trust. Protect the innocent. Uphold the law. In the near future, if you want to believe it, 1991, (laughs) the movie probably gave Detroit a worse reputation than it even had already. The city has basically collapsed as a society and financially it's failed. I mean, everything's just, there's rampant crime. It's Detroit under a magnifying glass, a hundred times worse. It almost looked the same when we went to Detroit. Yeah. The movie was actually shot in Dallas. The only shots of Detroit were stock footage. Pussies. And to set things further the intention of this movie was for it to be ultra violent and it delivers this movie has a body count of 34 with nowhere else to turn detroit gives a company called omni consumer products or ocp control over the detroit police department a real world analog would be like amazon calling the shots for the city of youngstown doesn't seem far-fetched it's only a matter of time amazon comes in and says hey you know what we're gonna pay for your police force the senior president of ocp dick jones demonstrates the what he calls the ed 209 i call the ed 209 law enforcement droid which is intended to replace the police we need a 24 hour a day police officer A cop who doesn't need to eat or sleep. A cop with superior firepower and the reflexes to use it. Fellow executives, it gives me great pleasure to introduce you to the future of law enforcement. Ed 209. How would you describe the ED 209 to someone who hasn't seen the movie? Like it's look. Sort of like a mech. Like if you're into like yes. anime, sort of like a smaller mech. It's basically where they drew a lot of inspiration. Horrible computer graphics or practical use. It was uh, all the graphics were done on an Amiga computer. Oh my God. So Ugh. the ED 209 sound effects were Jaguar growls and pig squeals. Its design was based on a helicopter and its head was domed to look like a killer whale. I can see that. All so right. it's kind of like the body of a helicopter on legs. I see of. that. All right. The ED-209 air quotes malfunctions and kills an OCP executive. This opens the door for junior executive Bob Morton to introduce his idea, RoboCop. See, OCP is ran by someone who literally is just called the old man. He has yep. no name. And he basically... <laughs> He's em- the Vince McMahon of Omni's this consumer products. employee of OCP, he gets shot like 722 times by ED-209. There's nothing left of 
of them. No, and the old man's very disappointed in Dick Jones, who introduced it. So this other guy takes the opportunity to introduce RoboCop. Across town, Officer Alex Murphy is transferred to Metro West, where he meets his new partner, Ann Lewis. Pretty fancy moves, Murphy. Uh, yeah, well, my son Jimmy watches this cop show, DJ Laser, and this laser guy does this every time he takes down a bad guy, so naturally my, my kid thinks every good cop should be... And you don't want to disappoint him? Yeah, well, role models can be very important to a boy. They are unlucky to draw the assignment of chasing notorious criminal Clarence Boddicker and his gang. Oh. You probably don't think I'm a very nice guy, <laughs> do you? Buddy, I think you're slime. <laughs> See, I got this problem. Cops don't like me, so I don't like cops. Murphy is ambushed and tortured until finally put out of his misery with a bullet to the head by Boddicker. That junior executive, Bob Morton, has Murphy's corpse merged with a heavily armored suit, becoming a cyborg with no recollection of his former life. Dun, dun, dun! But does he? Oh, we shall find out. RoboCop is programmed for three things. Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, and uphold the law. There is a fourth directive, but it's classified. Yes. RoboCop is assigned to Metro West. The media loves him. Lewis suspects that RoboCop is Murphy by a tell on how he holsters his gun. See, he used to do this trick as Murphy. TJ Laser. There you go. To impress his kid who liked the show, TJ Laser. So during maintenance, RoboCop, I guess he has to have software updates. RoboCop has a nightmare of Murphy's death. As more people recognize RoboCop, cop as murphy or vice versa he begins to have some total recall pardon the pun Rico, uh, Rico, Rico. of his wife and son and other memories of murphy's life Around this time, we learn that Dick Jones and OCP are employing Clarence Boddicker. They're in bed together. Jones wants Boddicker to murder Bob Morton over that uh, ED-209 versus RoboCop's bag. Yeah. Plus, he overhears this uh, bathroom conversation. Excellent scene. Bob, Bob Morton <laughs> talking about so good. Dick Jones being the old guy. RoboCop attempts to kill Boddicker's gang, but his directives force him to uphold the law. So next, he's going to go arrest Dick Jones at OCP, but he learns that the fourth directive is a measure to shut RoboCop down if he tries to act against OCP. I'll tell you what's the matter. It's a little insurance policy called Directive 4. My little contribution to your psychological profile. Any attempt to arrest a senior officer of OCP results in shutdown. What did you think? You were an ordinary police officer? You're our product. And we can't very well have our products turning against us, can we? Jones orders the Detroit police to take out RoboCop as well as releasing an ED-209. RoboCop, he gets pretty fucked up by oh, the police. He gets shot 10 trillion times and then has to camp out in an abandoned steel mill to make some repairs. The Detroit police, unhappy with OCP, go on strike. Riots break out in the city. Jones gives the order for Boddicker and his gang to take out RoboCop for good. He was trying to kill me. He's a cyborg, you idiot. You recorded every word you said. His memory's admissible as evidence. You involved me. You're gonna have to kill it. 
However, RoboCop kills them all in incredibly awesome ways. He then goes to OCP during a board meeting and reveals that Dick Jones was behind Morton's murder. He has him on, uh, what format would you call that? Finger spike? I would say so. He has it recorded on finger spike that Dick Jones was behind it. So when Jones is fired, Directive 4 is void and RoboCop shoots Jones, who falls to his death out of the skyscraper. RoboCop ends the movie saying, Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Murphy. So let's get into characters. Peter Weller as Alex Murphy slash RoboCop, or as he wanted to be called on set, Robo. Paul Verhoeven thought was incredibly stupid. I would Peter agree. Weller, Peter, I get like method acting, but Peter Weller's like wanted to be RoboCop at all times. Can you imagine he's just walking around with the facial of, hey, Robo. Robo. Peter Weller wanted to quit. So the suit was too hot. He was getting blisters. It was difficult to move in. After a few days of filming, they actually got Lance Hendrickson on the phone to replace Pete, but Lance had time conflicts and had to turn them down, which is pretty sweet because Lance Hendrickson's in some awesome movies. He is. For a few days, the stunt coordinator, Gary Combs, played Robocop. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Gary Coleman. <laughs> Gary Coleman. <laughs> it would have been interesting. How did he get so short? Originally, Michael Ironside was heavily favored, but to me, Michael Ironside and Kurtwood Smith, that's like a, a rip in space-time continuum. We wouldn't have, have survived. Two on the, the same movie. Uh, also, this is fucking bonkers, but Ironside kind of wouldn't sign on. He wanted the script rewritten for Robocop to have a harem. What is he, a whore? <laughs> I have no idea how you connect those dots. What are they, And not to sound graphic, what are they going to suck? I mean, there's <laughs> nothing there. I, what, what made him think Robocop harem? <laughs> Weird. So uh, Rutger Hauer, Tom Berenger were also considered. Berenger would have been a great Robocop. Love, that would have been amazing. Because that's 87 Berenger right around the time of like Major League Jake Taylor. Handsome son of a bitch. Dude, awesome. Nancy Allen is Ann Lewis. Daniel O'Herlihy as the old man. O'Herlihy! Ronnie Cox is Dick Jones. Kurtwood Smith is Clarence Bodiger. Miguel Farrar as Bob Morton. George Clooney's cousin. Yeah, yep. right. Paul Verhoeven is very liberal with no further contacts. I will say, just judge for yourself. He named all the scientists in the movie after U.S. presidents, and he named all the cops in the movie after serial killers. So, interesting. Uh, which actor or actress gives a passable performance to any non-lead character steal scenes? For me, just because he's such a little fucking prick, I'm going with Bob Morton, yeah. Miguel Ferrer. Yeah. yeah, he's fantastic. This cop saw fit to question. I didn't question him. I asked him his name. He didn't know. Oh, great. Let me make it real clear for you. He doesn't have a name. He's got a program. He's product. Is that clear? Sure. I say we pull him in, run a systems check for Take works. a week, maybe 10 minutes. You want to take him offline because he had a dream? What are you kidding? Let's get out of here. Listen, Reed, yeah. Try to keep one thing in mind. This project doesn't concern cops. It's classified. It's OCP. You got it, mister? Yeah, I got it. We keep him on the street. Sorry, Sarge. Fucked up. Forget it, kid. This guy's a serious asshole especially the scene in which they're making RoboCop. They even go, hey, we can save the arm. He basically says, I don't want the fucking arm. It's going to ruin the mystique of RoboCop. I just want the brain. That's, That's amazing. It. Yeah. And at one point when he gets, you know, suddenly booted up to see, you know, what kind of thing, he looks him right in his head and you go, you're going to be one badass motherfucker. Yeah. I love it. Kurtwood Smith's great. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not making myself clear. I don't want to fuck with you, son. 
But I got the connection. I got the sales organization. I got the muscle to shove enough of this factory so far up your stupid wop ass that you'll shit snow for a year. Frankie, blow this cocksucker's head off. Ooh, guns, guns, guns. Oh, God. I mean, he's just very believable. Before Red Foreman. Yeah. This wait. is who he was. But yeah, it's very, very different. And I, I, when I was a kid, I always did confuse Kurtwood Smith and Mike Ironside. Don't really look that much alike other than like the, it's the male their pattern action. baldness. And, yeah. Yeah, but they kind of played the same sort of person, you know? Yeah. I mean, Richter and Clarence Boddicker are, are interchangeable yeah, almost. Bit. All right, let's talk about best scenes. Jim, go ahead and give us your first scene that made a splash. So I'm not even going to pussyfoot. Toxic sludge email gets blown to goo. I yes. mean, for God's sake. When I saw that scene as a kid, I had a nightmare about it, and I still watch it to this day. The, I laugh the my noise. ass off. First off, and it's, I'm just going to say right now, it's a big logic point. I don't know how his body, I get that it's toxic waste, but somehow it manipulated into an alien life yeah, form that's great. to the point where it was not even a fully solid human being anymore to the point that car hit it. There weren't <laughs> chunks. So it literally it, was it, sludge. It's like a car wash. It was. It was a ecto cooler so, car wash. So Boddicker and his goons, they get the order from Dick Jones. They know that RoboCop's hanging out at this abandoned, abandoned steel factory. Yeah, and so the one guy, he gets toxic waste, like Robocop shoots and hits the toxic waste yeah. tower. There's like a water tower full of toxic waste. Because why not? And the guy gets it splashed all over himself. And then like the noises are what are insane, <sighs> but he's kind of like stumbling around and it's, he should have gotten an Oscar. The noises, the way he looks, but. Um, Shout out to Paul McCrane. This melting man scene is one that the MPAA heavily objected to. They wanted it removed from this movie so fucking bad. But due to positive reactions and test screenings, the filmmakers, they cut other stuff. They fought for this to stay in, it's which I'm glad. Awesome. And the other actors had not seen the makeup. So the guy that's like, don't touch me, man, is probably a genuine reaction <laughs> because he had no idea that this dude was going to look like that. I would love to watch a behind the scenes where he's just, he's all done up, but he's just talking normally. And like I told you last week, he was in ER and he had his arm severed by a helicopter and he died with a helicopter falling on top of him. Yeah. Two amazing deaths by this actor. I have, it's kind of cheating because it's like a, a bunch of scenes in one, but a Robocop's first day on the job. Let the woman go. You are under arrest. <laughs> you better back up, pal. He's going to kill her. He's going to kill her. Your move, creep. Yeah. So the first we see him at the shooting range with his desert eagle. That gun's fucking awesome. Beyond it's awesome. This huge gun. Uh, then somehow he stops a robbery at a convenience store. Then he shoots that guy in the dick and tells his friend, your move, creep. Then the main event is when he stops the hostage situation where the mayor is a hostage. Yeah. That whole thing like rips through the wall and chokeholds that guy. It's pretty awesome. So Robocop's first day on the job. My next one, going to cut to the chase as well. The Murphy death scene. Turn around, man. Hey, 
Oh my god. In the Criterion collection, yeah. which we've watched, it can't get any more graphic and gruesome. I watched both, and oh. so they they zoom in, they crop the screen yeah. because, like, on the Criterion, like you see the whole like chunk of brain come out the back of his head yeah. it's like a it's like a whole different angle and stuff but the they kind of zoom in but that as a kid i remember watching this way too young to watch it and i remember watching and just that it's one thing to see murphy get blown apart but then like because they shoot they blow his arm off well, it's not just that Boddicker basically doing the tie web from caddyshack and then every time they blow a piece off they blow his fingers off they're laughing that and laughing their yeah. ass off it's a nightmare but to me it's, it's and he's alive it's the, yeah, it's the moment when they put the bullet in his head. Yeah, game over. When he shoots him in the head and not dead, apparently, yeah. but... Yeah, it's really, really, really bad. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Give me nightmares, kid. After the cops fuck Robocop up, we see Robocop do the uh, the Terminator, the one scene where he takes off his helmet, and he warns Lewis that she may not like what she sees. Yeah. Really good to see you again, Murphy. Murphy had a wife and son. What happened to them? Well, after the funeral, she moved away. Where did they go? She thought you were dead. That scene, because uh, in Terminator 1, talking about another scene that gave me nightmares, kid, again, I watched Terminator way too young. Yeah. When Terminator goes in, like, the gas station bathroom and changes his eye. Oh, puts the like, pen. Pe- yeah, and he, like, peels back part of his face. Yeah. And I remember his kid just being like, oh, God, like, when he takes and his eye out. And you look at it out, now, you're like, this looks yeah, bad. This, this looks terrible. Yeah. But when he, uh, when he pops his eye out and stuff. So this is sort of, like, to me, a, a call to that. Yeah. It's like Robocop takes off his helmet, and you kind of see the um, science of how they did this, how they put Murphy's face onto this like uh, robot thing. And then my last one, we mentioned it briefly earlier, Bob and Dick in the bathroom. You've insulted me and you've insulted this company with that bastard creation of yours. I had a guaranteed military sale with Ed 209. Renovation program. Spare parts for 25 years. Who cares if it worked or not? The old man thought it was pretty important. You know, he's a sweet old man. And he means well, but he's not going to live forever. And I'm number two around here. Pretty simple math, huh, Bob? You just fucked with the wrong guy. Fucking mind. Yes. He doesn't know Dick is in the stall and he comes out and he doesn't really deny what he said. And he basically gets right in his face. Dick, what are you going to do about it? You yeah. piece of little shit. You think you're better than me, little fuck? Yeah. Huh? It's, it's great. It is great. Because, yeah, Dick Jones in there basically taking a shit and Morton is telling like he's like talking up this big game. And then people that shot. were in the bathroom know yes. that Dick Jones is in there. It's great. It's a, a really awesome kind of like uh, pissing contest for lack yes. of a better term. So, I mean, we pretty much had the same same one it's like we're pretty dialed in yeah so, uh, but yeah aesthetically it's just an ultra violent movie about a guy cop in a robot suit and then real briefly we need to mention this i'd buy that for a dollar oh guy. yeah she's from me <laughs> well hey can i have you both sure <laughs> we've had our shots <laughs> i'd buy that for a dollar <laughs> So there are about 
five minutes of commercials in this movie. Yeah. Like in between scenes, there are like television commercials. And like, it's funny because I don't remember who it was, but their first day on set, it might've been the, the woman who played Lewis. First day on set was watching him film one of those commercials. And there, she was like, what did I sign myself up for? This guy has no fucking idea what he's doing. The funny thing is though, that character had a name, Bixby Snyder. Wow. And the name of that TV show, it's not my problem. Yeah. Well, there's, the, I'd buy that for a dollar. There's the Nukem board game yeah. by Bradley Brothers. I, Brad- yeah, because it was a riff off Milton Bradley. Uh, yeah, so another weird scene that um, was not uh, controversial, it's not the right word, but they kind of wanted cut and they tried to cut, but they fought for it to be kept is when Robocop does the uh, this used to be my playground scene <laughs> where <laughs> he goes to his old house and he's having a flashback memory. He's having a flashback of the memories. They should have been playing this used to be my place, my playground, this used to be my childhood dream. His wife was um, pretty attractive too, yeah, man. But uh, his house is empty they've moved on there was plants i think there was another scene filmed where robocop's wife drives by and recognizes him and i think they cut that i don't think there's a pool but there's toxic waste no pools in detroit stay out of the pool get out it's water it's not it's bad it's toxic bye-bye So we're going to do a Mount Rushmore. We haven't done one of those in a while. We're going to do Mount Rushmore of non-Arnold Schwarzenegger action movies. Yes, and we have done Schwarzenegger, so we're going to yeah, break out a little we've bit. We've done a Mount Rushmore of Arnold movies. So I could be wrong. Did we do a Mount Rushmore of action stars? I'm pretty sure we, we did. We haven't. We should. Yeah. I would definitely have Terminator 2, if we were including Arnold, because I think it's the greatest action movie of all time. Also, I adore Andy Sedaris movies. Like, one of my favorite things, just for comfort, is, is just like, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I love watching an Andy Sedaris movie. But I understand that Savage Beach or Malibu Express or Hard Ticket to Hawaii cannot objectively be included you in greatest action movies. Because it's meant to be sticky and fun. And Sticky, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I will not include any Andy Sedaris movies. Jim, I think you went first on yes. best scenes, so I will go, go first. first. Number one. And I will say Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Unique look, unique action sequences, big stakes, cool characters. I mean, this was like a, a time where, you know, on the way over here, we were talking about prestige television and how now there's like TV shows that have three years. So there was like a huge amount of time between Mad Max movies. And everybody's like, why is George Miller making this now? And then it's like, you found out why, because it's fucking awesome. There's like iconic characters, iconic chase scenes, whole movie movie's a damn near chase scene and then they're making a sequel to fury road just it's a furiosa prequel so that's gonna be that's awesome right. sweet my first one is what i've declared the best christmas movie of all time bruce willis and die hard it's iconic there's so many damn scenes in that movie alan rickman is probably one of the best heel bad guys in movie history killing people left and right where's my machine gun ho 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 yippee kaye motherfucker it is literally a modern take on a western in a building during christmas Yes. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's great stuff. So one of the things we discussed in this is like action movies include so many things. There's chase movies. There's car oh, movies. Yeah. That A lot are of subgenres. There's superhero movies. So next I'll go. Number two. 
Dark Knight. We discussed it a couple weeks ago when we did our Batman episode. Probably the gold standard of the superhero subgenre. Avengers, like Endgame and Infinity War are great, but watching Infinity War Endgame alone as standalone without watching the 20 movies leading up to them, I don't feel like it like, have the same effect. Like, I don't think someone who's never seen a Marvel movie can watch that and be like, this is amazing. Like, it's better because of the backstory, but Dark Knight, I feel like you don't need to see Batman Begins. You don't need to know anything about Batman. I, I agree. Feel like you can watch Dark Knight and like it works as like a crime thriller. It works as a superhero movie. Amazing performances. It's awesome. So I'd say The Dark Knight. So my next one, I could narrow it down to one movie. So I'm just going to include all of them. When you think of action movies, you think body count. I have to go with Rambo. I mean, yeah. for God's sake, that fourth Rambo movie, I think it had the most body count in movie history. I think it had like 149 just deaths yeah, in right. that movie. It's the first movie just straight called First Blood. Yeah, I was not say, Rambo. How do you feel about the names of them? So we got First Blood, Rambo First Blood Part 2, Rambo 3, and then Rambo. Yeah. So, Rambo. and then there was John Rambo. Rambo? No, I don't think so. I think there's one called Rambo Last Blood, but it's these movies are nuts. He says only one thing in the first movie and then the second movie, let's just get fucking crazy. And then yeah. by the time he's near 70 years old, he's killing nearly 200 people for uh, no reason whatsoever. Right. I love it. Number three. Point Break. Oh yeah. Cool, Covered it. Cool stylish characters. Settings awesome. It's a you know undercover cop infiltrates bank robber surfer gang. Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, we talked about Mount Rushmore uh of action stars. I mean Keanu Reeves probably super duper underrated. Like, I would agree. Would absolutely be on there, I think. So yeah, point break. So my next one had to call an audible on my list when I watched it again the other night for the first time in a long time. They live. Yeah. Holy John Carpenter, Rob Piper, I have not, David. I have not seen that movie in probably over 15 years. It is a John Carpenter's look at Reaganomics, how this alien race comes in. Nobody can really see them except this underground renegade force with their sunglasses. And they've basically infiltrated human culture and taken it kind of like they're taking of all sounds familiar independence day taking all of our natural resources and moving on and then the rich get richer the poor get poorer and it's just roddy piper fucking el nada amazingly that good in fight this movie. with keith david that fight that they choreographed for three weeks so they wanted to make it completely legitimate it looks so real they remade it on south park yeah and I watch it with my girlfriend. She's like, how long is this going to go on? I'm like, oh, this hasn't even started yet. Awesome. But man, when they're blowing the shit out of guys in the bank and they're blowing shit out I of should, guys in banks. <laughs> I should say they're literally blowing away dudes in the bank, the aliens and stuff like that. It's an amazing John Carpenter movie. Yeah. Number four. This is the spot where I have a tough time because you've got Nicolas Cage movies. You've got Bruce Willis movies, you've got Tom Cruise movies, Stallone movies, but I do have to go die hard. Same as you regular guy, wrong place at the wrong time type of thing. Like there's really not a lot to it. It's just yeah. kind of like, we're just going to make formulaic. She's going to make this tense movie that takes place in a skyscraper. You got a guy crawling through vents. Really neat. You know, couple really good one-liners. It, 
made Bruce Willis's career until he bought a uh, city and then started doing uh, VOD movies. So my last one is another group of movies I've never seen up until like six months ago. And speaking of one-liners, the ultimate one-liner, Dirty Harry. Yeah. Even the whole franchise, Clint Eastwood, renegade cop, doesn't listen to the rules, takes down the bad guy by any means necessary. The biggest gun, biggest stopping power. You don't fuck with Harry Callahan. He will jack your world up and he has no regrets whatsoever. And the one is based after going after the Zodiac killer. Yeah. And Robocop is dirty Harry with ball bearings. Pretty much. Honorable mentions, Fast Five. So I take, almost included you that. You take the Fast and because they're the, the closest thing we have now to like an action franchise yep. other than the superhero movies. Kill Bill 1 and 2, which together known as the whole bloody affair. Pretty cool. Edge of Tomorrow, Lived I Repeat, yeah. Tom Cruise. And Face you could off. do Mission Impossible. You can do any of those. Yeah. Speed, The Fugitive. Which I don't look at that much of an action, action movie, but it, is. but it is. It is. I mean, it's under. You it's know, great. Sequel is very under rated too. I, I haven't seen it. U.S. Marshals. No, Most of that came with I mean, DVD players when it I first prob- came out. Yeah. Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. Escape from L.A., huh? No. <laughs> wow. Mannequin 2. There you no, go. I'm good. On the move. It's yeah. right in the title. There's an action word. Let's get back in the pool. If we have any pool seniors out there that live in Detroit, do they allow swimming pools? Like I, I, I would hope so. They have a water crisis in Flint. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they don't have toxic waste barrels around anymore, but who the hell knows? If it's a clean pool, get in! RoboCop. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? He is OCP's newest soldier in their revolutionary crime management program. OCP spokesmen claim that the fearless machine has crooks on the run in old Detroit. Today, kids at Lee Iacocca Elementary School got to meet in person what their parents only read about in comic books. Robo, excuse me, Robo, any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble. A couple parts to the critical question. First, at the very end of the movie, we see him, you know, go into OCP. He doesn't have his helmet on because he goes in there as Murphy. I wish he just had a hat on. <laughs> Backwards hat. Detroit police. Yeah. What up, bitch? After, I mean, we, we, there's sequels, so we know part of this answer. But after Robocop walks out of OCP, do you think he continues to patrol the streets without putting the rest of his mask on? Because that's horrifying. A, it's horrifying, but... It does make him feel more human towards the community. So no, it's weird. I mean, it's weird, but could you imagine him just wearing like sunglasses? He's on the beat. Eventually, is he going to need like WD-40 and shit like that? Oil can. Yeah, he's going to smell. So the second part part of that, we know Robocop continues to patrol the streets through the end of Robocop 3. Oh, he was also like almost a landlord. But what do you think the rest of Robocop's life is? So since he's a cyborg, is he a allowed to have retirement does he need to have constant software updates can he die a natural death eventually like he would definitely be obsolete and replaced by sleeker robocops or do they shut ocp down since they have such a we need a robocop now with peter weller as robocop let's see him in like 70 year old base robocop because what he age his face would have to. There's a big logic part that has to do with that. We'll get into I mean, it. that's the only biological part is his face. Everything else is not. Okay, so there is a, uh, this is a good transition into logic. In the Criterion commentary, Paul Verhoeven mentions that there was footage shot of Lewis hospitalized. So at the end of the movie, I don't remember exactly. 
actually the last time we see Lewis. She gets shot. Yeah, I think she gets shot. So she's hospitalized and recovering. And that was meant to end the film to reassure the audience that she wasn't dead. Like just to give the audience like, okay, she survived. Much of the audience, though, when they saw the test footage and stuff, originally suspected seeing her in the hospital that she would become Bride of Robocop. Ooh. So this was all scrapped because they thought the Murphy line at the end was just too powerful. So seeing him say, like, what's your name, son? And he says, call me Murphy. Bride of Robocop do anything for you? Let's be honest here. I was not a big fan of Lewis Mm -hmm. to begin with. I just felt like she was getting in the way. I would hope she would understand there's no possible way they could have sex, <laughs> let alone children. At least I don't think so, unless he went to a sperm bank and donated and, you know, did that way. Is it legal to he's a cyborg <laughs> a marriage? Lot, a lot of court cases. <laughs> a lot of- cyborg rights. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you would think that if RoboCop was successful, like as an experiment, they'd want a whole fucking bunch of RoboCops. I would assume. But like every cop that died, more court cases. Cause like, yeah. I don't want to be a RoboCop. Don't make me a RoboCop. They'd probably put like a little addendum in their will. Like you need to read the fine print yes. or your RoboCop five. <laughs> RoboCop That's how Robert John Burke became RoboCop. It's not even Peter Weller. It's another guy. Okay. Someone that definitely would have opposed RoboCop would have been a good crossover. So they talked for a long time about doing uh, Terminator versus RoboCop. I definitely don't want to see Fear versus RoboCop. Hey, I'm Irish. You can call me Murphy. Hey, I'm Murphy. RoboCop. It all could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. Call okay. me David. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> my my biggest logic thing, because you're talking about the aging. Yeah. Robocop has an organic system. We see that he has to eat. It's like baby food. Yeah, basically. Does that mean he takes robo shits? I was just going to ask that. Where is he shitting? He has to shit. If he eats, does he, he have has a porthole? Why does he have to eat? So that does mean there's at least a living circulatory. So we need like protein digestive system. Yes. But why? So he's got to piss and shit. Yes. What kind of scene would that be if Lewis what gets if, married to Robocop? He leaves the door, but he's taking a dump. I, w- I wish when Dick Jones and Morton were in the bathroom arguing, Robocop just came in and took a piss. Hey, guys. <laughs> You're like, he pisses? He washed his hands. I would be fascinated to just give me a 30 second throwaway scene where the scientists say, you know, how RoboCop's coming in and out of consciousness at the beginning. Yeah. I want them to have a little debate be like, is he gonna, is he, sh- are we gonna make him shit capable? Like, are we gonna make uh, him really human Why not like just that? put his brain in his face and then that's a Brain in his face? Yeah, like, he doesn't need to have a digestive system. Like, does oh. he? You know, no. like for the purpose of cyborg, like he needs a human brain. Maybe. So that leads me in my next slide. Does he need a face? What is exactly what is the science of using a dead cop to make Robocop? Because first, there's no possible way Murphy survived being shot 394 times. Okay, he was blown to bits. The blood loss they, alone. They show him in the operating room, like, all right, call it. It's like he got shot how many times an hour ago? He got shot in the head. His arms are blown off. Couldn't it have just been any person who died? Like I know they said there was a profile for candidates but what was the criteria why couldn't they just turn like literally anyone into robocop they needed it didn't have to be somebody who had a history in law enforcement well i'm assuming you're not going to want to have a 350 pound guy be robocop why he takes bigger robo shits Well, he's not going to be able to run around. Not that RoboCop really runs. No, but, but if it's just his face, and I mean, I don't know. I guess you're just... You cut- lose weight quick at eating baby food. Well, yeah, I guess at that rate, then, if you don't really need a torso or anything, because that's all cybernetic, but then but again, it goes... 
a dead Olympic athlete. Yeah, or, but it, you're right though. Then why does he need to eat? Yeah, it makes no so sense. So maybe it is to keep the brain functional. Why not have chicken nuggies then? Here's mine, and this is my big one. I brought up briefly. How does email just explode into goo? Like, what is the reasoning that somehow that toxic waste is like melting his bones? But, but he, then at that point, then how do you walk? He's physically walking. He has protrusions still. He. There's nothing left when the fucking car hits him but liquid. Yeah. How is it possible? Yeah. I mean, I was just left to the uh, windshield wipers. Yes. His, his remains. How did they get the ED 209 to the top of the skyscraper and like outside the OCP office? Because we see that it can't do stairs. Not at all. Defin- and it winds like a baby. It's definitely not possible to go in like a service elevator because it's too big. How the fuck did they? They just like open the office doors and ED 209 is just standing outside yeah. the doors. It looks like a, a Ray Harryhausen movie. It's like made out of clay or something like the animation. It does not hold up really well at all. The no. ED 209. Also, so in that scene when the ED 209 shoots that guy like 150 times, everybody's just sitting there like watching this. They're not phased. They're not phased. But also, how is there no collateral? damage that should have blown through the table should have five other people him, like yes really really crazy when robocop walks the sound effects sound like a staple gun it does the first time we see robocop in action the shop owners have their safe hidden with a pyramid of beer cans i love that because the guy's like you know give me all the money and the guy's like we don't have a safe and he just like knocks over some beer cans and the safe's just the real question is how many like mom and pop shops across the nation saw that movie and go fuck we need to move the safe (laughs) or how many people literally thought and you know there's people out there that are stupid and they take movies seriously like life itself that there's gonna we need to rob this liquor store. I know where the safe is. It's in the pyramid of Miller Lite yeah, beer. Right. He's been he's been watching this place. Like, how does Robocop find any of these crimes in progress? I assume he just like goes into the convenience store while it's being robbed. Does he have like a, a police scanner in his head or something like that? He's just wired into the system. And then they find the girl who's being sexually assaulted when Robocop shoots the guy in the dick. Like he finds them. It's just like he just drives around. He's just like very good radar for crimes that are happening. But I'm pissed off that they filmed this in Dallas and not Detroit. You don't think yeah. that they would have made the city of Detroit would have made it, millions of dollars. It's kind of a low blow because it's like, we're going to represent Detroit in a pretty bad way. The least they could have done was put money back into Detroit's economy by making the movie there. But do you think but they were no, literally insulted? Like, yeah. They're they're like, we're going to not only shit on Detroit. Yeah. We're also not even going to shoot the movie there. We're not even going to dignify stepping into Michigan. And that's like the, biggest insult of all it's like come on embrace the fact that the city at one point was the murder capital of the world and so was youngstown that's true so that's a hell of a grenade that blows up morton it's like (laughs) yeah it's like an ad for ocp so great house by uh, the way he does it's awesome because you see bodiker put the cd in and, and play the message from dick jones hello buddy boy dick jones here i guess you're on your knees about now begging for your life. Pathetic. You don't feel so cocky now, do you, Bob? Whatever he's paying you, I'll double it right now. You know what the tragedy is here, Bob? We could have been friends, but you wouldn't go through proper channels. You went over my head. That hurt. But life goes on. It's an old story, the fight for love and glory, huh, Bob? It helps if you think of it as a game, Bob. 
Every game has a winner and a loser. I'm cashing you out, Bob. He shoots uh, Morton in the legs so he can't walk. And then he puts a grenade on the table and pulls the pin. The grenade's got like a four minute yeah. release. It blows up like it's like the uh, in speed. It's like when his house blows up. It's way too much for a grenade. And then uh, the last one I have, why does Robocop scream and groan when Boddicker stabs him? Can he feel pain? You would think he didn't, but then again, we've seen him get shot five thousand times. Yeah, he has and a he weird doesn't yell. seem to bother. But then Bodiger stabs him with like a pipe, and he lets out this big <laughs> yeah groan, which is a crazy gif when he gets the beams dropped off. Throwback so, to the news. What's the legacy of this movie? Twenty six years after the release of RoboCop, Detroit filed bankruptcy. You think there's, <laughs> you think there's any correlation? You think they just like kicked them while they were down so much that uh, it was life imitating art? They needed OCP. Chicken and egg thing. WCW Capital Combat to promote RoboCop 2. We love it. World has been besieged by the bad. Now, Turner Home Entertainment is putting their foot down as the mighty enforcers of the NWA stand all for freedom and take aim at the bad guys. Capital Combat Lighting with special appearance by Robocop. See Ric Flair act as executioner when he defends his world heavyweight title in a death-defying cage match with total package Lex Luger. The Steiners use SWAT team tactics as they strong-arm Doom. Norman and the Road Warriors take on the tough guys in a six-man tag team rumble. And the ultimate showdown between good and evil. Sting, accompanied by Robocop. Watch as they show off their might and metal in Capital Combat Lighting. Priced at just $39.98 per cassette. This monumental wrestling event contains the greatest stars in their most grueling events. So before you make your next move, make it over, Creed. Only from Turner Home Entertainment. Capital Combat 90. Buying anything else would be a capital offense. And that. they fucked it up yeah. so bad. Yeah, they had a guy in a Robocop suit uh, bend the bars of a cage. It's literally the events called WCW Capital Combat 90 Return of Robocop. Yes. I mean, there was the promote Robocop 2, which is another weird movie. The kid yeah. drugs. Wow. Yeah. But that WCW event, you and I love so much. Yes, it's fantastic. There's Robocop 2 and 3. There were two different animated series. So one in, Ultra Force. One in 88 for kids just called Robocop. And then one in 98 called Robocop Alpha Commando. They were just, it was Robocop, but no violence, no yeah. uh, toxic sludge, melty man. That's what I associate with kids. Kids and fun on Saturday mornings is RoboCop. They did the weird KFC ads, Colonel RoboCop, where it's because they were just replacing whoever, you know, as the Colonel. It's ultra violent. It like launched Paul Verhoeven's career in the US. It's like, to me, it's just, it is iconic. It has been knocked off in so many ways. The same year RoboCop came out, Rotor came out, which is like a RoboCop, like, oh, I remember that knockoff, kind of. There were a lot of type knockoffs, like Exterminator 5000. Yeah, there and- were a lot. 
there were three. I can remember going to Hollywood Video and renting the three straight to DVD RoboCop releases. Awful. Talk about beating a horse so when it's down. When we like, I love RoboCop, and I always think about. I, I daydream about when when we get a new fridge, we're gonna put the old fridge down in in the man cave in the basement, and I really want to get a RoboCop skin for the fridge. Oh, that'd be great. Just like a six foot, seven foot tall RoboCop skin for the fridge. Are you just gonna have his face getting impaled by a pipe? I'm gonna have a a, a gif of him. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna have to, actually. I'm gonna put the toxic sludge guy on it. That'd be great if you. So open he walks it. into my basement. Like, oh, you can stay in the basement. They walk down there and see a toxic sludge guy standing there. All right, stick around for some plugs. RoboCop, part man, part robot, all cop. The ultimate in law enforcement. RoboCop and the Ultra Police, the only cops with rapid repeat cap firing. He's unstoppable. Battling the worst criminals, Headhunter and Nitro. <laughs> the Ultra Police, protected by Robo Armor, bring RoboCop even more firepower. In the fight for justice, nothing can stop. RoboCop. RoboCop and the Ultra Police, each sold separately with RoboCaps. What's up, guys? It's Scott Kuntz, uh, a.k.a. Tunza, and you are listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Pool Sceners, thank you once again for checking out this week's episode. And don't forget, like, comment, subscribe, rate and follow Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Pool Scene Podcast. Make sure you join the Pool Sceners group on Facebook for exclusive content and we are starting a twitch channel we cool twitch.tv slash pool scene podcast once again thank you everybody and now back to kevin final lap guy what is your directive yeah the final lap all right Jim, we're going to kick it over to you. So, Kevin, actually a new news story. Found this on Lad Bible. A nursing home is forced to apologize after stripper hired for residence. Okay. I think that'd be a great thing to have. The Taiwan Veterans Home in Taiwan had enlisted the services of an adult entertainer to put on a show for the seniors, many of which were in wheelchairs. The nursing home had explained their choice to hire stripper for the residence was to celebrate the mid-autumn festival. Sweet. Think about it, man. The I'd be like the teacher in senior trip (laughs) (laughs) the fall of leaves the fall of panties sweet i would love that in a nursing home i've heard so many stories from friends who have worked in nursing homes that's all they do man they have sex stds run rampant yeah because what else are they gonna do well there's always you know for those there's documentary out there and arnofsky made a documentary about it i don't think it went into this but uh for anyone knows there's the villages in florida yeah which is a started out as a trailer community for snowbirds and who you know travel from up north down to Florida. And it grew so large and kept expanding that they have their own zip code. I mean, it is literally like a city size, but they all fuck each other. <laughs> they have a code that you put stuff on your porch to let people know which STDs you have and stuff. So if you're compatible, nice. because you're like, you know, if I don't have herpes, I don't want herpes, yeah. you know, or whatever. I have chlamydia. I'm going to stick yeah, with that. Right. Exactly. Which you can get a penicillin shot for that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, man, those old people then get uh, freaky. So I know you don't like to mention it. Jim's got a birthday yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's the birthday. 41. Some 41. I did get you a gift. You can uh, open oh, it dude. on the air. Okay. On air. It better or, be some 41. It's some for it's Derek Wembley. Uh-oh. <laughs> there goes the ring. Oh my God. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. Jesus, we're, we're, trying. we're like uh, in Batman when Vicky and Batman are having dinner from 12 feet away. Boy, Amazon is really promoting Thursday night football and rings of power on their tape. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adding to the Fast and the Furious collection, Kevin got me Don Toretto's house. It has the yellow. It's, I'm sorry. It's a diorama. Oh, it's perfect. Of Dominic Toretto's house. That's where the family hangs out. Dom's charger. Brian's Mitsubishi Eclipse. It almost reminds me of like Micro Machines. It says Nano Scene, which, okay. yeah, I so see the Micro Machines I don't think thing. it's to scale or anything, but it, it's Dom's house and the cars. It's kind of. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Before they blew the damn thing up, bastards. Yeah, so. so I'll add to the Fast and Furious collection. Thank you, brother. You're welcome. And then something else, Jim, um, we talked about a little bit, but I watched Cobra Kai season five. The show is dumb. It makes no sense. When you take a step back and look at like their ages and stuff, because Karate Kid came out 40 years ago. 84. 40 years ago, basically. How old are these people? It's like 50 and 60 and 70 year olds. Yeah. Using karate. It's yeah. insane. It's dumb. It's stupid. Pat Morita was younger where they would be right now. Yeah. So it's like you see like Ralph Macchio or you see Daniel LaRusso fight Terry Silver and you're like, this is a 60 year old fighting a 70 year old. Yeah, it's or pretty something. bad. But when you take a step back, it's fun. It's great. If they end it with season six, I think that they kind of will have nailed like knowing when to just wrap it up. Yeah, we're because good like here. Some shows, they go on too long. Dexter. Dexter's perfect example. Small. But like with Cobra Kai, the first half of the season drags a little bit when it finally gets going. It's just that, you know, they I think they set it up a nice place to end. If they wrap it up in season six, season six will have been a, a perfect bow on it, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe they don't, maybe Netflix cancels it before it even gets a final season. Yeah, I had trepidation to watch it, but you kind of reassured I mean, me. You've watched five se- or four seasons yeah. so far. What well, do you have like, to lose? It's like they're, the hands made tale. I've watched four seasons of that, but I don't know if I can just physically take it. But anymore. They're a little bit different. Well, I would say uh, so, but half hour episodes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you're, you're not going to be out much if you do watch it. And there's, you just got to see where it goes. I mean, you're invested this far. You got another five hours this season, probably another five hours to finish it. I mean, I did finish off. I went for the full eight seasons of Dexter when I wanted to give up after four. So when so. we were driving on our way here, this is uh inside baseball, but uh, Jim and I went golfing today. We did the, uh, we did the thrift store golf bag challenge where inspired we inspired by good, good bought clubs today at a, thrift store and then golfed with those clubs yeah when we were leaving the thrift store and coming back here to meet did you see the guilty remnant on the side of the street no the lady in all white walking like through that windy road you didn't see i that? did not pay attention she was like holding up traffic on the other side of the road she just had like headphones and she's wearing a white shirt white pants but she has to be smoking and she yeah she has to be smoking but she's yeah. walking down the side of the street and i'm like what do you like the lady this is the worst road you could walk on <laughs> i did not see so, that at all um yeah all right well well, there was a spoiler for those on the uh, Pool Sceners Facebook group. It has grown exponentially now. Yeah, they voted on what they wanted to hear, and the majority picked RoboCop. For But for those who didn't pick RoboCop, they picked the other option. The other 20%. They will get their wish next week. They just had to wait an additional week. Yeah, so we will be back for sure next week with another banger. <laughs> I'm excited for it. It will be our first animated movie. Yes. And it'll be great because it influenced our childhood and the rush to your parents and say, I need new shit, mom. <laughs> and then your parents collectively go, fuck the Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> That's why my mom went to Kmart and bought me fucking GoBots and Choptimus Dave. Well, I'm sorry, son. I'm a fucking Decepticon. <laughs>
<laughs> Your dad's a fucking asshole. All right. Until next week. Silencia.